with the man, Mr. Sterling. Thank you so much for coming on Perform. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, you know, growing up in New York, obviously with seven siblings, you know, there was obviously a lot of influence with gangs and this and that. And, you know, you obviously chose the path to follow wrestling. Give us some insight on that. And was there any like days or times maybe where you had temptation to, you know, maybe follow suit with the gangs and, and, and stray from the wrestling? Uh, yeah, you know, I come from a, a very big family. I have uh, seven full blood brothers and sisters and I have 12 halves. Um, so we, we have a very, very huge family tree. Um, we got, you know, there was a lot of things in our neighborhood that aren't the greatest. And uh, I think it helped me seeing some things for myself. I think firsthand view of seeing how my brother dealt with some stuff kind of gave me a little bit of clarity on which way I wanted to go with my life and, and the direction I wanted to take. Um, I'm very thankful for my, my high school wrestling coach who actually helped steer me into the direction of wrestling because if it wasn't for that, uh, I really don't know where I would have been and what I would have got myself involved with. So I think that really helped give me some real direction and something to focus my energy on so that it kind of kept me out of that, uh, that loop of, I guess, just going down the bad, the, the wrong or the bad path mm. and um, getting myself caught up in something that could have, you know, landed me behind bars, ended up dead or just hanging down the street all day. What do you got, like, there's a lot of kids out there who are probably going through that same thing. You know, they're being pulled one way. Should I go into sports or should I go the other way? What advice can you give them? I think you got to do what makes you happy. You know, if um, I think a lot of the times we are peer, peer pressured not to follow our dreams and do the things that our friends might not think is cool, like going to practice or working hard or being smart, those, those type of things. And, uh, you know, I, as I got older, I realized being cool, being smart was actually the, the cooler thing to do. Um, you get more out of that than, you know, just being the kid that doesn't know anything or doesn't want to pursue any goals or have any aspirations, that type of thing, other than just running the streets, you know. So um, the older I got, man, it, it really started to, to sink in and really start to make a ton of sense. And... Um, I realized if I could go back in time, I would have done it all over again instead of cutting class all the time and not paying attention and just copying off of homework. And then this, the information that I was learning back then, I could have already known it. Um, but instead, I had to learn it at this age. Mm. Did you have a mentor or somebody you look up to? Maybe it was like an older brother. Maybe it was like a gym teacher. Maybe it was like, you know, somebody that you kind of like focused your attention on growing up. I'm... Mm, no, not really. I, I didn't really have any role models. Uh, I would say if I, if I had a role model, it was probably myself. Um, I You know, I saw state champions and guys like that, guys that I thought I could beat. And I knew I was better than I had the talent. And that would be my motivation. Uh, I didn't really have I – didn't, I didn't really – I didn't have any posters or anything like that on my walls of any type of athletes or anything like that. We didn't really have much to look up to, at least for me growing up. There, there was no real, I want to be like this guy. If anything, it was more like I want to be like the rappers, you know, because that's what I saw every day. But I didn't really have anyone pushing me in a direction like this is where you want to go. When I got to college and I met John Jones, that was a little bit different because now when he started fighting and I was in my sophomore year, 
I transferred schools from where we met. We met at SUNY Mooresville when I transferred to SUNY Cortland. And I saw that he was training down, down the road for me. And I, I didn't even know he was training down the road. I saw that he was training. I asked him about it. And then he told me where he was training. And I saw that I was right down the street. And from there, that, I guess that would have been my, my example or role model that I want to be like. Obviously, he got a little bit older and started to do a lot of crazy stuff that, yeah. <laughs> things that I didn't actually follow suit on. But um, yeah. just the talent. And I, I felt we had a lot of similarities in our physical builds and our mindset, um, give or take. So uh, I would say he was a, a guy that helped motivate and push me when I got to the college level. Yeah, if you were going to fight Jones, uh, you know, if you were going to fight him, if there was going to be a fight, would you take him to the ground or would you stand up with him? <laughs> I get a broomstick. <laughs> so right now, are you are you getting ready for, for a lot of people who don't know what's going on with you? Obviously, you just came off a big win. What's next in the cards for you? What do you got coming up? Tell us about your training. You know, give us some insight. Uh, there's nothing in the works right now. Just kind of training. I just started training earlier this week. Yeah. Um, that's going to be kind of the the beginning of my training camp. So. I just want to get my body geared up. I'm here at the UFC uh, PI Center down in Vegas. I just bought a house out here. Um, so we're going to they're just helping me get my body back to where it should be. I'm getting a lot of pinching nerves down my shoulder into my arms. So uh, they've been working on that. That's been helping out a ton. And um, just getting back in shape, helping these guys win their fights as much as I can, being in the corner and helping them lose weight and all that. So, that's really it, man. I'm just here to support my guys. Uh, we got a girl fighting this weekend, Mizuki. Anyway, her and her brother trained at our gym in New York, in New York, Long Island. Nice. And that's really it. I'm just out here, kind of just uh, taking in this Vegas, this Vegas heat. Yeah. If you could have a rematch with somebody that you know, thinking back, I know you've had some some draws and this and that. Who would you rematch and why? Um. If there was anyone I, I would really want to rematch, just to get that back because it just kind of sucks losing to that person would probably probably be Brian Carey. <laughs> yeah, and why? Would, why? Why? What's the thought process on that? Well, one, I talked a lot of shit, and two, I didn't think the guy was that. I knew he was good, but I don't think he. I don't think he deserves to get that win over me. I think that was my own undoing. I learned a hard lesson in that, that the work is done weeks prior and overtraining on the day of the fight does not help yield any type of better results besides a spectacular first round. Other than that, um, yeah. So if there was one guy I could get back, it would be that guy. Uh, I don't have any shame in losing to the other guys, even if I thought I was, it was close um, or I won. And uh, even if the other one was fluky, in my opinion. But um, it is what it is. Uh, I think those other matchups could potentially happen down the road, but that's one I'm probably never going to ever have the opportunity to get back, which kind of sucks to lose to that guy. Um, yeah. So where do you got the name Funkmaster? Like, give us some insight on that. Uh, that's just to my wrestling, my yeah. wrestling pedigree. Um, a lot of people call me Funky, and uh, I didn't want to take the Funkmaster, the, the Funky name from Ben Ashburn, he was a guy I looked up to in, in college as well. I copied a lot of my style from his. And anything that I've seen that he did, his technique videos, I would watch and take notes and then go work on it in the room. And just so happened that it was like right up my alley. 
Um, I wasn't the best at shooting. Mm. So defensively, I could hit a ton of scrambles and stuff like that. And Ben Ashford had a style very, very similar to mine. And uh, it ended up working out great for me. So a lot of guys would say I'm, you know, I'm hard to take down. I have very good scrambles and I'm funky. I do weird stuff. And, you know, we kind of thought about nicknames and Funkmaster was the one that, that stuck. Nice, nice. So right now you're with the Sarah Longo fight team. You still with them? Yep. How, tell oh us God. a little bit about like what, it, what it's like with that team, what it's like with Sarah. You know, give us some insight on, you know, you know that sort of routine that you're going through. Uh, they're, they're great guys, man. They're, their energy that they bring to the room is always amazing to have around you. Ball busters love to have a good time. And uh, I think it kind of just fits in with that Long Island kind of mojo or I don't know. I don't know the, the words to explain it, but um, it's just a great room and environment to be in. And, and not everyone could fit in. You really have to like earn your stripes to get in with, with the team and um, to be a part of that mold. Uh, so even if you're training at the gym, not everyone's going to have that same exact, I guess, admiration with everyone, I guess, um, for lack of better words. But uh, like I would say, like Al, myself, Marab, Weidman, um, those guys, you know, Dennis, those guys are the ones that are mainly in, in that pack. You know, you got Steve, you got Pumi, um, the, the, more so the original guys who were there for a pretty, pretty long time who have that established relationship with, with the coaches already. Um, the training there is great. I help run some of the classes. Ray teaches uh, some of the classes. Matt runs some of the classes over down at uh, Sarah BJJ. We have some other great instructors like Jason Rao. So it's um it's a good environment to be a part of, and I think if you really want to get good uh, in this in this space, I, I don't see any other. I can't see a, a better place because you have the best of both worlds. You got the wrestling with myself, and you know sometimes Chris Wyman is jumping in there teaching some of the wrestling. Um, you have Ray with the striking, and you have Matt with the jujitsu, and of course Jason Rao, who's like a, a much younger. Matt Sarah, who's able to, to do it all. You know, he's got the leg locks. He's got the John Danaher leg lock system down, and he's got the Matt Sarah and Henzo Gracie kind of um, style all in, in one. So it's um, a, good, a good place to be for sure. What do you do when you don't feel like training or you don't feel like fighting? I'm sure there's been days or where you're just some, – something's went down. You know, it's, it's tough. You know, everyone's got their own situation. They, everyone's got their own life, their own problems. And, um, you know, one size, one shoe doesn't fit all. So it, it really depends on what's important to you. What are you willing to sacrifice to achieve your goals, to achieve your dreams? And sometimes it, it's an easy decision for some. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit harder for others. But if you really want something, you're going to figure out a way to make time for it. So I think it's writing out the things, trying to schedule your day and um, writing down the, the things that are most important to you in, in order of importance and how you want to break those things down and how you want to attack it in terms of allocating your time. Mm. And I think that's the most important thing. Like if you want to be a world champion in the UFC or you want to get to the UFC, what do you got to do? You got to win a couple of fights on the regional circuit. You got to do it in a dominating or exciting fashion. You got to have a following or you got to have people writing and hyping you up type of thing to get some, some traction. And um, 
and obviously the most important is winning winning the fights. So you got to be able to do those things. You can do those things now. You're in the UFC now. What? What's your next goal after that? You know. So it it, it really depends. Um, you want the new job? How, how are you going to get the, the raise? How are you going to get to this position? Or how are you going to take your company to the next level? It's all these things you have to do beforehand to get there, and you have to really brainstorm and put together a, a, a master plan, so to speak, and try your best to follow it. I mean, obviously, we're all human. We're all going to be tempted to do other things. We're all going to want a break. We're all going to be tired. And everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day. So what are you going to do differently with yours that's going to help you get ahead of, of the pack of everyone else that's hungry and wants the same things that you desire as well? Do you got anything you want to plug, a website, a new product, anything at all? Now's your time. Let my audience know. Uh, I mean, I just do my podcast, The Weekly Scraps, every week, break down the fights, we analyze it, and uh, we do a recap after the fights, and uh, that's, that's really it. I don't really do much of anything else. Uh, you know, I got my sponsors, Everlast, I got my sponsors, uh, Drink Hydrocana, Sleepy Bear, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, man, I'm on social media, uh, hit me up. I do respond occasionally, and I do talk shit back to people, so... <laughs> You know, I like to have a little bit of fun on there myself, not just take everything so serious. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my funk, my, my handles, Funkmaster MMA, on YouTube, on Instagram, on the Twitter, and Facebook. Nice. Is there anything you wanted to talk about today on your end, anything at all that, that comes to mind? Uh, no, just waiting on Dana White to, to announce my title shot. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Okay, well, before we wrap it up, can you give my viewers a little bit of insight on, you know, if you're using any supplements, what your nutrition looks like, maybe your training, just sort of like some quick snippets of, you know, that for, for, the, for the people out there who are, who are looking at you and saying that they want to, you know, aspire to be like you? Uh, supplements, I'm not, I mean, I use some of the stuff that the UFC provides with the company Thorn. For the most part, I just take my multivitamins. I'm not taking anything outside of that. Only when I'm in fight camp, I try not to have my body dependent on supplements all the time. Unless you're lifting, bodybuilding, that type of thing, then yeah, maybe you're going to need that extra uh, source of nutrition to your, your muscles to fuel, the, to fuel your body for that energy. So for me, right now, this is the most things that I take is my multivitamins. And occasionally I'll have some pre-workout and that's just to, to help power through the day because I'll sip it through the day. It's not just for the workout. It'll just help me get through the day because some people drink coffee. I don't drink coffee whatsoever. So I'm just completely natural on just about everything. Um, I try to eat to get my nutrition as best as I can. Sometimes that doesn't always work out. That's why the multivitamins help out to keep my immune system strong and all that and keep me from getting sick. Tell us about your um, meal planning. Are you doing five meals a day? What, what's, are you vegan? Are you pescatarian? Or is it just eat whatever? Give us some insight on that. Right now, I'm eating whatever I want. I'm floating around. I've been good about being able to stay under 165, which has been nice. Uh, try, not trying to balloon up back to 168, 170. That's, it's, that's a rough time to get back down to 135. So if I can stay around this weight where I'm at, at the workouts between 158 and 162, that's ideal for me. Um, my meals are probably about one to three. Well, I'll say two to three a day. Mm. Um, I'm not really eating any more than that. 
And the, the portion size depends on whether or not I'm cutting weight. Like right now, I'm not cutting weight, so I like to enjoy my meals, eat my calories, and I'll go work it off in the gym. So I'm not stressing about that too much. As long as I'm getting my work in once a day, I, I feel good. If I'm getting two workouts in a day, I can get my weight down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people it's, I think people stress out about if they try to lose weight. It's more about the food that you're putting in. As long as you're working out, if you're working out and you're still eating like garbage, the, your, your body's not going to transform the way you want it to. So when I want to get ripped up, man, I, I really transform it by putting in some, some good proteins uh, and some good healthy calories in me. And I, I, I drink during training camp. So some people think it's like taboo. You can't have bread. You can't have waffles and all these carbs. I eat all these things. I drink and still enjoy life but everything in moderation, you know? So I think that's the, the main key. Obviously you have to work out, but everything in moderation, you get in the right ratio of your proteins to your fats, to your carbs. And um, you need carbs for energy. You can use fats for energy as well. So it's, it's a whole science. You know, I don't got all the answers, but I know it works for me. And working out one to two times a day, I know not everyone has that luxury to, to do that, but if you could get in at least 30 minutes a day, that's that's more than enough and all you have to do is start to shift the diet and you're going to see the weight just slide off and start to see your body start to conform into the, the way that you want it. and once you start seeing those little bit of results you're going to get addicted addicted you're going to want to really push the envelope and try to to, to get more i think that's the exciting part about the the health and wealth of uh being an athlete and just Transformation, when you want to have a better and healthy life, I think that's what people really enjoy, seeing the, the results. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on Perform. Honestly, you've been great. I really appreciate it, my man. Right, thank you. Thanks for having me.